Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your favorite electrician, Doug, here. Thanks for joining me once again on the Modern Electrician Podcast. You know, every master that's out there, right? Like, uh, whether it's Yoda or, uh, I don't know, like a real-life master, like, I don't know, Chuck Norris. They had to start somewhere, right? I mean, Yoda wasn't always a master, right? There had to be a time in his life where he was just, like, farting around the Dagobah system, working it like sheets or something. And his mom was like, when are you gonna go be what you're meant to be? And there was that scenario. He had to start somewhere. Yoda had to apprentice, right? And sometimes that beginning stage can be really tough, you know? I mean, there are a lot of questions to answer. Namely, how the hell do I get started? What's my first step, right? Like, I really want to do something, but how do I do it? I see all these people out here and they're doing the thing that I want to do. What do I got to do to do the damn thing? That's basically where you're at. And it can be a scary, a scary point in your journey to mastery. You might not even know you're on a journey to mastery just yet. Because you're not on it yet. Am I talking in circles? Good. In this episode, I'm going to delve into what it takes to get started on your path. And I'm going to do it with a little help from my good friend Kyle Figueroa of Figueroa Electrical. Now, if you don't follow Kyle on Instagram, you're wasting my fucking time. No, I'm kidding. Go follow Kyle. He's great. Uh, he is a phenomenal electrician. I mean, I'm talking very, very beautiful work. Uh, he knows his stuff, and he's done a lot of different things. So let's get right into it. Kyle, um, I kind of wanted to start by asking you a little bit about uh, how you got into it, uh, how you got started in the trades. Were you born into it? You know, do you, or do you come up from a trade family, or how did it all get started for you? The way how I got into it, 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 it like my whole life, man, I, I've been mechanical. Like, but I, I was actually the first out of my family to actually pursue a trade. Um, my father always talked about it growing up. He was like, like he wanted me to become a plumber or an electrician, but he definitely wanted me to be one of those futures. That's all he would ever talk to me about. Right. And, um, but to be honest with you, what I really wanted to become was a mechanic. I actually wanted to become a car mechanic and, and, and I was really huge into gear and I was, um, but I was just a mechanical kid. I mean, ever since I was a little kid, like freaking, like I was taking stuff apart in like my dad's house and like, and, and, and taking apart radios and putting it back together. And, right. and I was just always mechanical. I like it, the, the, just the way how like my brain worked. A little side note here, you know, a lot of people say they were mechanical growing up. They like to take things apart and put them back together, especially people in the trades. I was not like that. Um, I'm sure this comes as no surprise to you guys, but I didn't spend my time growing up taking things apart and putting them back together. I spent my time growing up uh, trying to figure out how the hell am I supposed to make all these people laugh? And that was always my thing. Um, but I get that mentality now, like the more I do the work that I do now, um, which is electrical work and other things working around my house, I, I'm really, really fascinated now with that same thing, taking things apart and putting them back together and being able to fix them. And uh, whether though I was pursuing comedy or pursuing mastery in the electrical trade, one thing was definitely the same. And it's the same across all paths toward mastery. And that's, I always looked to people to help me along the way. You know, you need mentors. Mentors are a big thing. So Kyle, I want to ask you, were there any 
mentors in your life that really stand out to you as people who helped you get the ball rolling? My auto shop teacher was, was, he was more than a teacher. He was actually, he's actually a great friend of mine now. And, and him and I actually like, like he rides motorcycles. I ride motorcycles. Like, like we'll go on motorcycle rides together. Like, like he's just, he's become a huge, he, he was more than a teacher. He was a mentor. He was somebody that, that he legitimately looked out for me and wanted greatness for me. And I'll never forget when he, he, it was my senior year. He pulled me off to the side. He was like, Hey man, he was like, what are you going to do? I'm like, Oh, well I got accepted to like this universal technical Institute into the NASCAR program. He was like, he's like, are you going to down South? You're going to, or you going to move out West? I'm like, no, I'm like, I, I got to take care of my mom and be here for my parents and stuff like that. And he was like, then don't get into cars. Yeah. He was like, he's like, you love them. Yep. And do it as a hobby. He was like, yeah, the money's right. not here for that. Right. And then I, then one of the other auto shop kids was uh, another one of the top uh, auto shop kids that, that that was there was was, was my buddy uh, Joe, and uh, he was like, hey, I asked him, I was like, what are you gonna do? And he was like, I'm gonna go check out the school for electrical, and the rest is history. And then that's how yeah. I got into electrical. On this note, I want to take a second to reach out and and just stress to everyone who may be in a situation where you have an opportunity to affect a young person's life, um, a mentor, a teacher, anything like that, take it seriously. Because if you listen to all of these stories, any story of anybody who's ever done anything, all starts with them being influenced by somebody. It's a big part of the process. I can remember when I was in high school, the last, I, I was I was the funny kid, but I wanted to be like the tough kid. So I played football and I, I played sport. I wanted to be like one of the cool kids. And I, I just wasn't. I hadn't yet embraced that side of myself. But I had this teacher, Mr. Christensen, and he, he saw it in me. And he would always ask me, there was a play that uh, there was an audition for. And I was not going to be caught dead auditioning for a play. I just didn't think it was cool because I was dumb. You follow. But every day, Mr. Christensen would see me and in his ceramics class, because I took ceramics because I was dumb, and I still am. Get over it. And he would say, hey, you going to audition for that play? And I was like, no. Hey, you going to audition for that play? No. And then one day in class, he gets up and he walks out toward the hallway and he's like, hey, Doug, follow me. So I follow Mr. Christensen. I walk out in the hallway and he's already halfway down the hallway. And I follow him down the hall, and he's like turning the corner. I'm like, where the hell are you going? And I follow him, I follow him, and he walks into Mrs. Wood, the acting uh, teacher's class. And in front of her entire class, he walks me across the room, and he says, this is Doug. He's going to audition for your play, and you're going to love him. He's hilarious. Um, and so I had no choice. I had to go audition for the damn play. And I got a part in the play, and uh, I was really proud of myself. And it, and it really helped open that thing up in me that uh, – Help me realize, like, okay, maybe I do have something here. And it, and it all stems from somebody reaching out and saying, hey, believe in yourself. We're giving you some information. So I found it interesting that Kyle had a similar scenario, and I think most people do. So, Kyle, how important do you feel it is uh, to be affected or have that opportunity to have a mentor affect you in your life? What, how important do you feel the role is of a mentor? You know what? God's honest truth, man. I've been blessed, and 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 I really have, man. Like I, I've starting from my teacher 
And then when I went to school, there was this guy, his name was, uh, uh, I think his name was, uh, I know last name was McGinnis because that's what we always called him, but I forget his first name. He was a union electrician, but he was a, he was a teacher at the school that I went to, Benjamin Franklin Institute of Technology. Okay. And he was, this guy was just an absolute genius in the way how he explained things. And it's really how I explain things. Like, like you really simplify things. Like you can take something that's so complex, mm-hmm. but you can simplify it in a way for anybody to understand it. Yeah, that's, and, a, that's and, a real gift. It's hard yeah, to Yeah, that it's a gift. It really is. And, and he's somebody that, that he really ingrains that in you the whole entire time that you're taking the course. Yeah. And, you know, he, he always was just like, listen, like, I don't care if you guys go union, if you guys go non-union, because the, the department head was a was a head for a non for the, one of the largest non-union shops in my area. All right. Um, and my other and my other professor was a union guy, so okay. it was. But n- neither one of them were biased. Like they were like, right. listen, you got to go for whatever is for you, whatever. Sure. Right. And and we, which was awesome. But one of the things that 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 my teacher always saw me. He was like, listen. He was like. Get as many pieces of paper that say that you can do this, that, and the other thing. Always, like, do not be content in being a one-trick pony. You want to learn as much as you can. This, this field is way too big to just just do residential, to, 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 to just do commercial. Yeah. It's, there's, 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 there's motors, there's more controls, there's, there's data, there's networking, there's backbone wiring, there's solar, and he just starts going down the line. Right. And and that's one thing that always stuck with me. And then after I graduated um, from that course, that's when I hooked up with my first boss, which is really he's the one who taught me everything I know. Like the quality that you see in my page is what he's like I said, it's like like, like he was just an incredible influence to me. Like, like cool. he always he was like, listen, he was like, it's easy to do the wrong thing it's hard to be faced with a situation and then have to figure a way to be compliant and get the job done and mm-hmm. he had his way of thinking was incredible because like he never gave me the answer mm-hmm. like he would explain things to me like like for instance i'll never forget like one of my first side jobs I ever did it was wiring in like my buddy's basement and uh I remember like the ceiling was like six feet high. It was a trap ceiling and stuff like that. So like, there's no way you could put any overhead lighting in or anything else like sure. that. Right. And um, I remember I roughed the whole room in three wire, like switched outlets. Okay. Um, but then I had like a three-way, four-way set up. And then so I'm like, crap, I'm like, I have all these three wires. <laughs> like I have three ways full and I have all this all this wiring in this box and I have no idea how the hell to wire it. <laughs> and, and I'm like and I remember I went up to him like the next day, I'm like, Hey man, I brought the room, explain it to him and he and, and he would basically be like, Hey man, he was like, Well he's like, What does the switch need? And he's like, What does your outlet need? He's like, What are you trying to do with your outlet? And like right, right. he would ask me questions like that. I'm like, Well, sure. I need a constant and the switch. Okay. So why don't you take care and like you know when outlet needs a neutral, right? And then, like, and like he he would ask me questions like that, and then basically yeah. it would wire itself in my head. Right. And I'm like, he oh shit. You, he would right. teach you the troubleshooting process. He would teach you the questions. Exactly. It's that's all about right. systems of operations, and that's it, one thing yeah. that I preach a lot on my on my page too. Like, 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 like you know, yep. and um, it's all about systems of operation. If you can understand how something works, 
or or the way the sequence and how it works yeah. it like you can figure out how to wire it or fix it it's simple like like i don't know how many times i've walked into situations where i'm seeing something for the first time in my career right but i'm like you know what it's power at the end of the day it's power i want to take a second here and say you know what what Kyle's mentor in this scenario is actually doing is he's not just teaching him how to make sense of an outlet or how to switch one or a four-way situation. What he's teaching him is just take a second and think about it. Think systematically, system of operations, and you'll figure it out. And that's a really wonderful thing to be taught by somebody, and not everybody gets that opportunity. But what's even more important than that, and what's really interesting about the scenario, the uh, contrast between apprentice and master, is that it's not all master. The apprentice has to come along and be worthy of the information. And by worthy, I mean open and receptive and listening. You know, that's really an important part. And uh, so, so Kyle, I'll put it to you. What are your thoughts on um, the, uh, the role that the apprentice plays in their ability to pick up the skills and the information that you are sharing with them? I'm a firm believer in it's either you got it or you don't. Mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer in that. Okay. Um, just because it, it's I, – I, I have – worked with kids that you know what book smart incredibly book smart unfortunately when it came time for like tools and them yeah. like kind of like putting a screwdriver to a screw or their hands sure. on a set of pliers they just didn't have it sure they just didn't have it and that's something you can't teach you yeah. cannot teach that that's yeah. something that you got to have it or you don't right and, and and i'm a firm believer in that and and and, and it's not that i'm just saying it because of like I'm like, I'm saying this because like I, I have put my time in and trying to show kids and educate kids on how to like hold tools or how to work with them or, or how to handle them. And they just don't know how to. Right. And like I said, I mean, like it, it's, it's, it's maybe you meant for the trade, but you meant for it in a different way. Just want to take a second and go off on a little tangent here. What Kyle's saying is true. And I also think it speaks volumes to the time that we are living in. Like we're living in a time where if you don't want to, you don't have to fix anything. You know, you don't have to learn to fix anything or hunt anything or you don't have to know how to cook. All you have to do is go be good at your job and make money and you can pay for all those things. So we as people have lost valuable skills. And if it, if it weren't for people who work with their hands, continually handing that information down from master to apprentice in a long line, those skills would be gone. So Kyle, would you agree or disagree? And have you got any stories about uh, anybody that you've come across in the trades that you just thought like, oh my God, there's just no way? I've worked with a kid that I'll never forget that I handed him an impact, like a, like an impact drill. And legit after him screwing in one, what uh, we're running some pipe on, on, on an exterior of a building mm -hmm. and uh, we're using like self tappers into like some metal Mm -hmm. And after him drilling in one clip, he legitimately said to me, he's like, oh, my God, my hand is killing me. From and what? With the impact driver? Dude, I am not shitting you. I started dying laughing. But then I realized he was serious. <laughs> like, he was dead serious. 
And I am like, are you kidding me? He's like, yeah, man, that drill's so heavy. And I'm like, <laughs> and I am just looking at him in, 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 in utter disbelief. And I'm just like, dude, if, if drilling this in is too tough for you, then maybe this isn't for you, man. Side note, I want to take a second and talk about what Kyle is, is saying here. Um, you know, I have come across people who I feel like are just not cut out for the trades. And I think that's very normal. Not everybody's doing it because it's not for everybody. It's hard work. Um, but at the same time, I do see people who have a genuine interest in wanting to learn and wanting to develop thick skin and be and be tougher in their lives. And they're kind of turned away by um, a lot of the... Um, Attitudes that you can come across when you're first starting out. You know, I see some people that are just rotten to these to new guys, and it. I think it really deters people from wanting to even be interested. Like, why would you want to be part of a club where everybody's a dick? Like, what? That's no fun. And uh, so, I asked Kyle if he had ever run across anybody in his career that he felt like was just an over-the-top asshole, and uh, and how how did he deal with that? Like the foreman that I had at that juncture in my life, he was one of those foremans that he was those nightmare foremans. Yeah. Like those 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 guys that that you just hear all the horror stories about. Yeah. Like they're just they had one volume and it was just yelling. That's and, and 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 but you want to know what it was? It was I learned and how to handle yeah those guys. Mm-hmm. And and the way and how I did it was like I'll never forget like he would start screaming at me and stuff like that. I would just look at him. And I always told people this out the gate about me. I'm like, listen, if I screw up, you have every right. You can talk, you can talk to me like that, and you can absolutely ream me a new asshole. You know what I'm saying? Right. But then I was like, if you talk to me like that just because you want to talk to me like that, then we're gonna have a problem. Yep. Because I'm like, it's disrespect. And 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 I'll never forget that we were there and. Um, he just started screaming at me. I'll never forget. Just for no reason. And, and I remember I, I turned to him and I looked to him. And this is for, for, for all the guys that you're dealing with a foreman like that. I remember I looked at him. I'm like, I'm like you want a hug? He's like, <laughs> like, I'm like, <laughs> and he looked at me. He's like, what? I'm like, I mean, you want a hug? I'm like, I'll give you a hug. I was like, because maybe you weren't like hugged enough as a kid. My dad didn't love you or said that at a boy. Or I'm like, maybe, maybe you have a problem at home and that maybe a hug would just come here and hug me. I remember yeah, I, chased him a, I chased him around the job site. <laughs> and I told him I hugged him, but he started laughing. And it oh, broke man. down a barrier. And he just learned, like, and then it was funny because, like, when he knew he was flying off the handle for no reason, it became a joke where he's like, "Hey right. man," he's like, "Can I just have a hug?" Like, and yeah. like, and like, it became a joke. All right, let's take a second to think about what Kyle just said in that story. So, not only did he change the uh, everyday occurrence that he was experiencing that he wasn't liking, but he actually changed the relationship that he had with this person just by diffusing the energy that the guy was throwing at him instead of adding to the person's anger with his own anger and escalating it to a bad situation kyle just made a joke and by doing that yeah he not only did he change the situation he was in but now now they're kind of friends i mean that's pretty remarkable and i think that sort of attitude is really really important on your path to mastering just about anything like you have to be able to take in something bad because bad's a coming. <laughs> There's no avoiding it. Bad things happen. You run into tough people. You have to be able to sidestep it like a kung fu master and then 
use all of its energy against it by just exposing it and being something different than that, being kind. You know, your mental attitude has so much to do with how successful you are in your life just for yourself. Uh, not even being successful externally, but just internally waking up in the morning and liking how you go about your life. That all has to do with your attitude, you know? Um, and if you can think about things that that come to you that are challenging and you can flip them and you can be honest with yourself, uh, you're going to do some great things. I asked Kyle to kind of elaborate on that point, and here's what he said. Right. And, and, and you're absolutely right. And, and, and it's something and, and, and I've touched upon that in a post that I did where I say about, you know what, it's take every opportunity as if it's the only opportunity you're ever going to get. And you take that and you run with it and you yeah. run and you don't stop. And, and, and if you fumble alongside the way, then pick it up and just keep on going. And, and it's just yeah. one of those things that, that it's really about having the right mentality. I agree, man. If, 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 if you want to have the mentality that, you know what, you don't see yourself owning the business. You don't see yourself. Uh, uh, you see yourself as a person that come in, clock in, clock out, do as you're told. And, and you're and, and that's what you're happy with. Then, Hey man, but by all means, then be happy with that. Right. But if you have ambitions and drive to be something more than that, like yeah. you walk, you talk, you act differently. It's like your right. mentality is different. The way how you are, you you, you speak with with a vigor. Like it's like yep. you speak with like so much emotion Perfect. and passion and your purpose exactly in like your voice where where you're just kind of like you know what man like like I just I want more. I just it. want more. You know, you, yeah. You... Now this was the part of the conversation where Kyle and I started really getting into um, what excites me and what excites me is purpose i just i just live for for purpose i believe that if you really tap into yourself and you really get to understand yourself in a lot of ways you really can start to see your purpose and i always feel like your purpose is where um what you're passionate about meets people's needs you know um and it just, that's the thing that kind of gets me up every day is, is purpose and not just, not just having a purpose, but fulfilling it. Like if once you recognize your purpose, you're, you're kind of responsible to it in a certain way. Like you, you owe it, you know, you, you get up and you owe your purpose that day, you know, otherwise you're not worthy of your purpose. You got to get up and do it. You, you know, you feel responsible toward it and it's a beautiful thing. It's a wonderful thing to have that and to recognize that and not to feel burdened by responsibility, but to feel, uh, you know, enthusiastic about it or energized by it, I think is a really, really, uh, wonderful thing. Um, so one thing that I really wanted to talk with Kyle about though, in that regard is that when you influence people, uh, or if you're, if you're living with purpose and people, people will gravitate toward that and you'll find yourself in positions where you are, you know, obviously, uh, you know, a, a master electrician, journeyman electrician, whatever it is on this platform that we're talking about, but it could be anything. Um, and you're, you've got people under you that are looking up to you. Um, and you have that opportunity to really influence them. I wanted to talk to Kyle about, um, an experience or somebody, an apprentice that, um, that he taught 
or that he had an experience with that he was really proud about, like uh, something that he did to change somebody. Um, and this is what he said. Probably, probably one of like probably one of like, like like my proudest like most successful moments is like is like my friend uh, Ryan. He's more like a little brother to me, but RK Electrical. I mean, the kid the kid's a freaking master electrician now, and and he was a kid that that I knew him when he was freaking still wiping boogers off his face, and he was in freaking high school. <laughs> you know, at one point I was bigger than him, and but he's a kid that you know he went to college. It, it turned out it wasn't for him. It, it, he just didn't want to do it. He wanted to be a tradesman, in which like yeah. I respect that. And, but granted, I was pushing him to be a facilities engineer. Yeah. I'm like, dude, just stick with that. Like, it's like you don't want to do what I do every day. Right. You know what I'm saying? But he, w- but he did, and like he went into the union. He did this and he did that. But like when he worked with me, I rode the crap out of him. Like I, <laughs> I, I, I was so tough on him. Yeah. And and it's and it's not because of anything, but it's because I knew he was better than it. Yeah. And and he the, the fact of the matter is he went through a meatball stage. The kid was just a meatball, and and, <laughs> and I love the kid to death and everything. And he says it all the time. And he was like, oh dude, he was like, and we talk about all the stories that like it's like it's like he would try to lie to me, and I'm like, dude, I've been in this trade way too long to know <laughs> yeah, that you're full right. of shit. And like and like and like like I remember I'll never forget like what time like like uh, we we're, were wiring an H and R block. And um, I taught the kids and how to do data drops and like and how to tie it on to the push stick without without getting them tangled up so that you can run to your furthest line and then just do drops and like it it doesn't pull with the other ones together. Mm-hmm. So I showed them how to do it. I'm like, this listen, this is how you have to do it. This is how you have to tape it on. You want to tape it on in succession. You want to so that like as you're going to your furthest step, you drop your first one, your second one, your third one, and so on and so forth. And uh, he didn't do it right the right way. Mm-hmm. And um, I come from around the corner, and I see him cold up a ceiling tire really fast. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I forget it, and I'm like, and I just look at him. I'm like, open the tile, and he just looks at, <laughs> he just looks at me. And it, it reminds me of like those, of like those Yoda memes that are all over the place right now. Like he's just like, like it's like waiting for my foreman to to, to finish reaming out freaking the the other apprentice, so I can right. tell him I freaking drove the limit to a wall. He's just staring at me. And I'm like, open the fucking tile. And he opens it. <laughs> There's this freaking, like, huge meatball rat's nest of data wires. <laughs> like, they're kinked. They're all over the place. Like, and I am like, and I am just looking at him. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. So I end up pulling it out of ceiling, and I try, like, unfucking this whole situation. Uh, and... I finally lose my shit, and I just grab my pliers, and I just cut all of them. Cut them, and I was like, fuck it, I am am going ballistic (laughs) at this point. All right, I want to take a second here to talk about uh, Kyle's story. You know, as a a mentor, as somebody who's teaching somebody, as a teacher, um, you you know, you really, you have to pay attention to, to the person you're teaching. When I was in the Marine Corps, I was in boot camp. And I, I was the first squad leader in my platoon, and I had I w- my responsibility in the morning was the head. You know, my squad cleaned the head, and I had this drill instructor, uh, Sergeant Mullins, walk me through the head one morning, and he just wanted to show me that I was not being diligent in uh you know making sh- in overseeing this. So he walks me through, and he just points out every single piece of dirt in the bathroom. He's like. He talk like this, yeah, like a boy's like this. And he's walking me around and he's saying, look at that right there, public hair. 
public. Hey, saying public hair instead of pubic, I don't know. He might have had a mental display. He was a drill instructor. Anyway, the point was he said, inspect, don't expect. And Kyle's story is a great example of that. Like you have to, um, you have to be diligent when you're teaching and it, it is a responsibility. Like being a leader doesn't mean that you can put your feet up on the desk and just chill out. On the contrary, it's a huge responsibility. Um, you know, you are, you're responsible for the growth of, of people and their understanding of something. Um, so I asked Kyle what he thought of the role of the um, master or the mentor in that relationship is. I think it should be called an apprenticeship anymore. I think it should be called a mentorship. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think by changing it to that title, it, 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 it basically helps. It basically forces those people who are in a position to teach to teach. Yeah. It's, I, I, that's another reason why I, I started my page. It was because, like, I remember, like, when I first started posting, like, I would get a lot of apprentice questions and stuff like that, and apprentices would be like, and, like, it, it was the same story that they would tell me, like, oh, like, sorry for asking you so many questions, but, like, my, my journeyman doesn't teach me. Or, like, he, all he does is yell at me and stuff like that, and I'm like, you know what, man, I'm like, I'm like, I, I like, you know what, if, if I can do something about it, I, I'm going to. Right. And then that's, that's kind of, like, where Figurological started. Like, it was just kind of beautiful. Man, what a conversation. I had such a good time talking to Kyle Figueroa. Um, if you do not follow Kyle, go do that. Go check him out. He's on Instagram, Figueroa Electrical. Um, just go see what he's all about. He's an excellent teacher. Even if you're not in the trades and you're, you're still listening to this for some reason. Look, I'm not saying you shouldn't. I, I really actually be cool if people from all walks of life listen to this uh, podcast. Just can't see it happening. Uh, but you just never know. So if you're not in the trades, go check him out anyway. Um, I think you can see the the genuineness of his character, uh, the sheer artistry of his work. Kyle's great man. Kyle Figueroa, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of uh, Modern Electrician Podcast. And thank you guys for listening. I hope you're enjoying these. Um, as I do them, I'm just kind of figuring this thing out. Um, this episode was a little, uh, I didn't have a great phone uh, reception on my end, so I kind of filled in those voids with some, uh, some banter and ideas, but I kind of like the way that went. Um, tell me what you thought. Still got so many great questions to have answered by so many uh, smart, talented people out there. This season, I want to go through the process of starting as an apprentice and moving up through being a journeyman. And I want to have each episode and each interview kind of be themed that way. This was all about starting out, finding a mentor, what it means to be a mentor. And uh, Kyle, thanks again. That was awesome. Join me next time where I talk to another badass about what they do.